What's the deal? What's the deal? We're back again. Politic in the podcast, man. Live Wednesday nights, 7 p.m., man. Back again. We got a slew of things to get to. going to bring in the cast and chop it up, man. What's the deal, everybody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My boy looking like D'Angelo. The, the, the new D'Angelo, not the not the sexy D'Angelo everybody likes. <laughs> I was inspired. <laughs> I was inspired today, y'all. <laughs> I was just motivated, baby. Bro, <laughs> you know? you a fool, dog. Oh my god. <laughs> Just the deal, though, man. Let, let's get straight to this NBA action, man. So the Celtics, after the Ime Udoka scandal that suspended him for a year, but they still have one of the best rosters in the NBA, and they just added Blake Griffin to that roster. Do y'all think that this Blake Griffin addition really adds to the Celtics' depth, or is it just is Blake Griffin washed? And it really doesn't mean anything. What's your thoughts on the the Celtics as far as being the top team in the Eastern Conference like they were last year? Do y'all think that Blake Griffin adds to that, or with the scandal and the Blake Griffin added addition, is is it not enough for the Celtics? Well, Blake Griffin, first of all, does not change anything for anybody. Blake Griffin is a super shell of him. He's not even a shell of himself. Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin is just a role player at this point. So he's just a big name. He's a name that's at- I don't know what happened. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and jump to it then since Ronnie looks like he got kicked out. Um, I think Blake Griffin's a good pickup because they need some help for uh, Al Horford. And um, scandal-wise, I don't think it matters because, you know, there's still that scandal that he's potentially in with the, with the child. Uh, him and Kevin Durant both were, like, being questioned about having that baby with that. I forgot what the name of that female celebrity was. I saw it earlier today when I was trying to do research, but I just her name is not on the tip of my tongue. But can't remember, but... Blake Griffin still got it. If you looked at, you know, what little he got to play last season, his defense is still there. He still have he still has athleticism. And honestly, they need as much help as they can get. So not saying that they're a bad team, but I'm just saying, like, let him work. If you can still hang, let him work. Right, right. Come on, man. See, every time we jump on this podcast now for the last three sessions. We have been very disrespectful when it comes to this Eastern Conference. Now, first of all, did the Celtics do good last year? Okay, yeah, they did. But let's keep in mind, people, Celtics doing good? You know, this year, they got to go against a committed New York. No, not New York. Brooklyn Nets team. I was thinking about my boy D. Ruff. But... They got to go against Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving is committed this year. He even playing in the preseason game. He wasn't doing that last year. They even got Ben Simmons somehow doing fadeaway jump shots. So they got to go against that now. Now, where the disrespect comes in, I'm tired of this disrespect happening. 
is y'all acting like the Boston Celtics was smashing everybody last year. No, they were second in the East, right? And they were only second in the East, and they were only – it was like a five-game difference between them and other teams. They still got to go against the Miami Heat. They still got to go against the Nets. They still got to go against my Chicago Bulls. Don't be disrespectful. We were the number one seed until ball got injured. Don't be disrespectful. That's all I'm saying. They got Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin? Y'all don't put no respect on my boy Derrick Rose, but you say Blake Griffin? Make me take my shirt off again. So I don't know, man. When when y'all say the Blake Griffin thing, I think that he does still have something. He didn't – the whole time in Detroit, it's similar to the situation with John Wall. You know, he actually played a little bit, but for the most part, you know, he, he sat in Detroit. And he went to Brooklyn last year. He didn't really play that much with Brooklyn. So I think that he got some fresh legs and he got a lot more in the tank left than what we've seen. Now, I don't think oh, this is going to be like like DeAndre Jordan's situation. Because DeAndre Jordan didn't have nothing left when the Lakers picked him up. So I don't think it's going to be like DeAndre Jordan with the Lakers. I think Blake Griffin actually going to have something to offer. But are we forgetting about the Milwaukee Bucks? Thank you. Thank you. That that's how they just picked up Joe English or whatever his name is. Yeah, that's 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 the team right there. That's Milwaukee Bucks. Thanks for having me on, y'all. That Milwaukee Bucks. That is the team in the Eastern Conference. All right. People forget Chris Middleton got hurt. All right, but they like like y'all said, they picked up Joe Ingles. They got Sergi Baca now. They got Bobby Portis still. They got a lot of size and girth. They still got. Uh, uh, George Hill, Wesley Matthews, just looking at the roster real quick. Giannis, of course, is still going to do his thing. We're sleeping on the Milwaukee Bucks right now. Yes, of course, Brooklyn has uh, Kyrie, uh, Durant, Ben Simmons. Miami's going to do their thing. Philly's going to do their thing with Harden and Embiid. But Milwaukee Bucks, this was the team that was just in the finals two years ago. Um, and again, the only reason I think why they weren't there last year was because Chris Middleton got hurt. So, yes, Milwaukee Bucks would be that team. But Boston, Boston's still going to do their thing. Uh, Blake Griffin is not a bad pickup, uh, but Milwaukee Bucks fully healthy, that's the team. I, I, I would have to bring up the, the Malcolm Brogdon signing because Malcolm Brogdon gives them a true point guard. So now Jason Tatum doesn't have to be the facilitator. J- Jalen Brown doesn't have to be the facilitator. And I think that right there, you're not putting the ball in Marcus Smart's hand making him be a facilitator when he's more of a, a shooting guard than a point guard. So I think that changes the whole dynamic of the team, having a true pass-first point guard there in that slot to facilitate and run the whole team is going to make a, a world of a difference, just like when they added Drew Holiday over there in Milwaukee, how that made a world of a difference over there. I think that that's going to make a world of a difference with, with the Celtics, and they're not going to be the same team that we saw last year. And that's the but are team they beating that, the Bucks? That that's the team that swept Brooklyn and Kevin Durant up out of there. True. We can't hear you, Ronnie. Yeah, we can't hear you. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. I keep getting all these damn phone calls all of a sudden. But anyway, um the Boston Celtics, I don't, Blake Griffin, I don't see him making a big impact because he doesn't address any of their issues. They, they lack size. And he, he's not a big player. He's 6'9". 
So I don't think Blake, Blake Griffin addresses any holes in the front court, but I do think Boston is still, you know, the team to beat in the East. They are the champs, regardless of the injuries. There's injuries every year. We can bring up injuries any any given year. We can bring up injuries. So injuries is not an excuse. They're still the champs of the Eastern Conference. Um, <clears throat> they were really two games away from being an NBA champion. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, first year in the finals, they didn't really rise to the moment. They couldn't rise to the pressure. They played terrible in the finals. They'll be ready next time around. I will say the Eastern Conference is way, way deeper than it has been in the last 10, 12 years with Philadelphia coming along, with Milwaukee Bucks, like you guys said, with Miami Heat, which were a three-point shot away from being in the finals when they played Boston, and the Brooklyn Nets with the addition of Ben Simmons. So there's like five or six legit teams that can come out the East. I'm not saying Boston will come out the East. I'm saying they're still the champ until somebody beat them. I don't know. You you brought up them not playing that well in the finals, and I think that that was due to Jason Tatum having to be the main facilitator and made right. him step out of a role and, and play a role that he's not used to playing. And that Malcolm Brogdon signing is really going to change that whole dynamic of that team and, and take that ball out of Jason Tatum's hand in that moment where you can bring it up, you know, and run the ISO for him or Jalen. You can change the whole way that you run your offense when Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown doesn't have to be the facilitator. You know, when you're a scorer like Jason Tatum, like Kobe, Kobe was a, 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 he was a good passer. He wasn't the best passer. He wasn't known for his passing. But when he had to be the facilitator for the Lakers, it didn't work. You know, no matter how far they went, when it came to those clutch games and those clutch moments, having a, a primary scorer as your primary facilitator just doesn't bode well for teams. You have to have a specific person that's, to that's, be that facilitator I'm, 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 for I'm, that I'm, team. Hold on. I'm going to correct you on that. Kobe, Kobe was always the Lakers facilitator. Lakers have never had a point guard before they got Steve Nash that played two games. Kobe has always been a Lakers what facilitator. Derek Fisher Nope, nope. I'm a Laker fan. Derek Fisher was not a facilitator. Derek Fisher was a spot-up shooter who played difference. Kobe was the facilitator of the Lakers. He led the okay. Lakers in the all what about Sasha? Kobe led the Lakers in assists every year. He led the Lakers in assists every year. By far, it was not close. He was a facilitator. He was a scorer and a facilitator for the Lakers. The Lakers never had nobody facilitate. Okay, I, but, but, Sasha okay but, but Kobe never brought up the ball in those Derek Fisher's moments. Derek Fisher brought up the ball past half court. He initiated the offense and he handed that the ball. That doesn't make you a facilitator bringing up the ball. It does. Yes, it does. It because you're the, one that, that, the you're the one that's beating Sasha. the full court pressure. No, so you're, not the, you're not having to bring up the ball in the full court pressure. So that oh, takes that off of you. And then you're not, you're not having the one to get the team until it sets. Especially when you're running like a triangle guys, offense, you're saying that, you do not have to initiate the offense. Kobe so just have somebody bring up the ball in a full court press and initiate the offense. It's facilitated. No, Kobe they're right. I'm the telling best you, Kobe, fan, Kobe but, did do that. You but didn't don't forget, you weren't a Laker fan. Kobe but, did that. He did that. I'm telling but you. But also, did. don't forget, there's a big, big difference between facilitator and playmaker as well. So, yeah. like, if you look at Derek Fisher bringing up the ball and then facilitating the ball to Kobe or to Pau Gasol, and then they play make for the other teammates, it's kind of like apples and oranges. Like, yeah. even though it's still a, it's still what the point guard is supposed to do, 
but not every point guard is capable of doing it. So like if you like, you know me, I'm a biased Laker fan, but Derek Fisher, Tyron Lue, um, the only time Kobe actually had <laughs> Sasha was never a point guard, but he he played the one for Kobe because he had to play the two. But if you think about it, Kobe never had a real facilitator okay. other than Paul Gasol and Gary Payton back in 04. Never. Now, my, my question is, let's get back on this Boston Celtics and let's just make it easy. Seven games, Boston versus the Bucks. Who are you taking? Boston. I got Boston. Boston wow. seven. Seven games? Wait, wait. You said seven games? Milwaukee. Milwaukee, well, Milwaukee's taking it at five. Milwaukee is taking Milwaukee. it at five. That, there was a whole argument last year. Uh, it was uh, – Agent Zero, he brought up Giannis, and he said, you know what, Giannis, he won that championship, but Giannis really hasn't improved his game dramatically. His, his passing, his shooting, his free throws, he all those free throws are liability. Just know, wait until this season starts. Five-out offense and, and gets the ball at half court and tries to go to the hole and gets fouled. He's unstoppable like that. You know, Shaq did other things than just dominate you down low. But ultimately, Shaq Giannis wants to go in his moment where he's comfortable. And Giannis, you know, he's kind of like – uh, Didn't Giannis' free throws go up? Yeah. Giannis, Giannis is still Giannis, a one throw. And this is why Middleton, Middleton had to make those shots. Drew Holiday had to make those shots. To, to pull off that championship because All if right. it's in the last two minutes and you give the ball to Giannis, everybody knows what you're they're doing. But but you're talking about two years ago, though, Kayla. You're talking two years ago. Just this last season, though, he showed. He showed that he got he improved his jumper. He showed that he improved his mid-range. He showed. Yes, he did. He still was in contention for MVP. We want to talk about injuries. We want to talk about injuries, and the, if the Lakers and Clippers don't get injured that year, they won a championship. The Lakers and Clippers would have both smacked Milwaukee. True, Milwaukee but not, we're talking about why are we so far off subject? Come on, why are we so far off subject? I'm the only one rocking with Amrock. I'm the only one rocking with Amrock. The only one rocking with Amrock about how Milwaukee is better than Boston. I'm going with I'm going with Milwaukee. Milwaukee is better than Boston. I got Boston. Well, they, the Celtics are still the reigning Eastern Conference champions. But, but the so Bucks, even though the Bucks won the championship, you still got to knock off the reigning champions, and they got better. They got technically, oh, technically oh, isn't oh, the Bucks the reigning champion? The Bucks no. went further than the Celtics. Did. We're no, talking about the Eastern Conference. The Celtics are the Eastern Conference champions. And they are the reigning Eastern Conference champions. I like the that. that is the reigning the Bucks champion. were the year before that. The Bucks wait. were the champions. No, no, no. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't get confused. You got to understand the dialect that's coming from Caleb right now. He's he's consistently emphasizing Eastern Conference champions. He's mm -hmm. saying Eastern Conference champions because, if I'm not mistaken, two or three years ago. The Clippers finally made it to the Western Conference, <laughs> you know, the Western Conference Finals, and they were that close to a championship that wasn't even That's a real championship. Okay, so, okay. so what I was referring to was Celtics adding Malcolm Brogdon, and then uh, Robert Smith got injured, so they didn't have another power forward, and now they add that depth and fill that hole with Blake Griffin. 
So they didn't well, have Brogdon a facilitator, better than Joe? and that's what they got Brogdon to, to to add that to their roster. Is and now Brogdon they better than Joe? The Bucks, the Bucks, Joe Bucks, Ingles? Yes. Brogdon is be, way better no, than Joe no, Ingles. The Bucks, the Bucks starting five is Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Sergi Baca, and Lopez. Serge Ibaka was a bug, bro. That's why we gave we gave Serge Ibaka a bug. Serge Ibaka is a bug. What you're not saying? Blake Griffin's a bug. Not a bug. Middleton was hurt. Imagine Blake Griffin got more. Blake Griffin got more to take. Tatum wouldn't have missed the finals. Blake Griffin got more to take than Serge Ibaka. And, that is a squad. I ain't gonna lie. That, that's a squad. That's a nice squad. That is a squad. I'm not saying it is, but I'm saying that the Celtics got plugged some holes. And now they're they're looking to repeat as Eastern Conference champions, and that's they the plug way some I see. Hey, they, hey, they, they plug some hoes. They plug this, some hoes. This was this what it boils down to. Giannis got outplayed by Tatum. Tatum is a better player, a better superstar than Giannis in the big moments. He outplayed him. He dropped. Wow. He dropped forty six on him last this year in the playoffs. He dropped forty six on him in the playoffs when they were down. Dropped forty six when they were down three two. Tatum outplayed Giannis, so I believe in Tatum more than I do Giannis, just as Kawhi did. Kawhi outplayed Giannis, and that's why Giannis lost. Giannis is not. Giannis, Giannis has he a is ring. Not Giannis has a ring. And then we're all for, we're not mentioning. Giannis is already top 50 player. You're talking about, you're talking about plugging, you're no, talking about not. plugging holes. You're talking about plugging holes. Yeah, they plugged holes in, in their team. <laughs> And then the coach was plugging hoes. So now there's another guy. I knew he was going there. I knew it. I knew it. Too soon. Going as the, the travel agent, they never still came out and gave us officially who it was. So that whole scenario was still the weirdest shit to me ever, how they right. never mentioned the female. It had to be somebody's wife, man. That's he where I'm at with it. It had to be the somebody's wife, and that's why they're protecting him. Because it makes no sense otherwise why they would be protecting the identity uh, of this person. But let's let's get to the to the beast in the West. We already talked about the beast in the East, but let's talk about the beast in the West. The the number one predicted team to knock off the Warriors as a champion this year, got everybody buzzing, is the Clippers. They are the deepest team in the league. They have the best roster that they've ever had. And guess what? They don't have Reggie Jackson having to be the facilitator and the star. Once again, having a true point guard is really going to make a difference for the Celtics, and having a true point guard and John Wall is really going to make a difference for the Clippers. So how do y'all feel about the Clippers roster this year, and should John Wall get that starting spot over Reggie Jackson, even though Reggie Jackson held down the team when Kawhi and Paul George was injured this whole time? Should uh, John Wall be relegated to that six-man spot, or should we you know, bump Reggie Jackson and, and give John Wall that starting spot? Lord Jesus. Well, I think this is only going to work if they play ego-free. So Reggie Jackson did hold down the, the fort. Reggie Jackson at this point is probably a better player than John Wall is at this point of his career with all the injuries overall. But – with John Wall does fits better with Kawhi and PG. John Wall is a facilitator. You know, he sets the team up. So, he, like you said, he could facilitate and take that responsibility off Kawhi and PG. So, he should probably be in the starting lineup and let Reggie Jackson run the second unit and do what he did. Carry. Carry the second unit. Score. Put up 20 off the bench like he's capable of doing. Put up big shots. 
You know what I mean? So I think they should let John walk. As far as the Clippers being the biggest threat to Golden State, absolutely right. The Clippers have – they've been having a deep squad. They just can't stay healthy. So as long as they stay healthy, they do have a deep team. They have the team to beat Golden State. Kawhi has, has won a championship. He's carried a team on his back to a championship. Paul George carried this team to the Western Conference Finals a couple of years ago, carried Indiana to the Eastern Conference Finals to a Game 7 against the LeBron, Wade, and Bosch back in his heyday. So these guys are very capable of knocking off Golden State. But until somebody beat Golden State, I got to go Golden State. Steph Curry's the baddest man in the league. Not Giannis. Steph Curry's the baddest man in the league. He defrained the Finals MVP. So until somebody beat him, I don't believe it. But I think the Clippers are the biggest threat for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, we go through this almost every podcast. As you can see, but I want to take a poll on, because we always talking about this team for some reason. I want to take a poll. How many Clipper fans watch the show? You know what I'm saying? Because we're talking about the Clippers way too much, ladies and gentlemen. Way too much. We talk about them like all the time. And it's always the same thing. The Clippers are the biggest threat this year to win the championship. <laughs> and then we get to the end of the year, and, you know, if we weren't injured, then we would have been fine. But we can't take that same scenario where we were just talking about the East, talking about Middleton being injured. Well, no, you can't use injury. You can't use injury. But then we go and use injury for the, for, for the Clippers all the time. I just don't get it, ladies and gentlemen. Warriors is the biggest team to beat. I mean, since we're talking about injury, right? They won a championship, and they did not have their star center, Wiseman. Wiseman is now back. Now they did use Gary Payton uh, Jr., but they're still a deep team, ladies and gentlemen. Why are we talking about the Clippers? I just want to know. Now, I would rather talk about the Clippers over the Lakers, so if we have to continue to talk about the Clippers, I am 100% fine with that. As long as we don't talk about, wait, this man's team. <laughs> Go ahead, Alan. Oh, it's my turn then. Okay, so I, okay, so I, I, just, I, I appreciate that. Call it this way. There you go. Yeah, so I got to start with what Caitlin said first about how this is the deepest roster they've ever had. And so I strategically researched 10 years ago from today, the 2012-2013 roster. Matt Barnes, Chauncey Billups, Eric Bledsoe, Karan Butler, Jamal Crawford, Willie Green, Blake Griffin, Grant Hill, Ryan Hollins, DeAndre Jordan, Lamar Odom, Chris Paul, Ronnie Turioff. Now, no disrespect, you can go ahead and look hold it up on, yourself. Hold on, I gotta stop you right there. Kawhi Leonard is a two-time oh, no, sir. Wait, hold on. Hey, hey, two-time hey, finals wait, wait, MVP. Wait, 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 that right Caleb, there alone Caleb. sits on anybody Caleb. on that team. Caleb. So you can't even compare. I put my Kawhi. hand up. I put my hand up. More accolades than everybody. Hey. You're talking about Ronnie Terrell and right. Willie Green. That team. Me. Excuse me, 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 I have my hand up, look, first and foremost, I have my hand up respectfully, Ronnie jumped in front of me, okay, so I'm not even going to go there, second of all, we all met each other minus Amrock, I told y'all I'll get y'all on the court and I'll let you know what it is, don't be yelling at me about no damn Lakers Clippers madness, the Clippers are trash. You look at the rest of their roster right now, currently constructed, 
outside your three favorite players, right? <laughs> outside your three favorite players, you have a mm-hmm. bunch of players who have no name, that have no legacy, who have no actual stamp in the NBA. They're all young and up and coming. You oh, don't wait, have any, you don't you don't, don't have any season that. Don't yeah. forget to add. Don't forget to add. He he mentioned Kawhi. Oh, uh, I'm not done with. Oh no, no, I'm, wait, I'm wait, going wait. there. Derrick no. Rose has played more games than Kawhi has in the last three years. Oh, I got you on that one. <laughs> and with that said, and like because I like another assist. Thank you. And then you go to the leader, the head of the snake, right? I don't think it really matters what he's done before getting to the Clippers when nothing's been done since getting on the Clippers. You have to accept the fact that they haven't done anything. You have to just accept that there is nothing done. There is no accomplishments done by the Los Angeles Clippers. Steve Ballmer just gave the best speech in Seattle about how excited he was to be in his hometown. I know that I know that vibe. I know that vibe about being at home. Y'all does too. You guys have to accept that your hometown don't it doesn't love you as much as you love it. The Clippers aren't the hometown team. It's the Lakers, and then it's the Sparks. We're talking about the, how deep the team is. No. We're talking about being the favorite. I had to go there. I had to go there. there. I had to the go Lakers, there. You guys are getting the, all out of control. The, Lakers the Clippers are it doesn't matter. Your no, roster doesn't, doesn't match your fan matter. base. The Raiders, the Raiders have a great fan base. Does that make them a great team? Fuck yes. no, they're trash. Exactly. That's so what the Lakers so is right now. So they got year, a better so, fan base. So they got a great look, fan base. So this, and a far roster, so this year's roster with Kawhi and PG and John Wall, and then you have uh, Ble- not Blesso, I'm sorry, uh, Reggie Jackson. You have those four, right? If they're not mm-hmm. on the floor all together gelling like the Lakers should have last year, they're not going to have the best opportunity to win anything. And if they don't stay healthy like they haven't been for the last three years together, they're not going to go anywhere. So to me, we're just talking about a lot of what ifs. And if ifs, and we're Amrock, fixed, we all be drunk. And Amrock, and I'm about to there. give you an assist. I'm about to give you an assist, Amrock. <laughs> you know, the Clippers got the wrong wizard anyway. They should have got Bradley Bill. Very true. Very true. Mm. Very true. But listen, but listen, listen. Western Conference, yeah, it's still it's still the Golden State, the Golden State Warriors. When healthy, this team is just the deadliest team. Uh, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson are still reigning in threes right now as we speak. All right, uh, but the question is, can should John Wall start uh, or Reggie Jackson start over John Wall? No, I think you brought in John Wall to be the starter of this team. Um, you know, based on his history, based on his pedigree. Um, uh, you know, um, he is a facilitator. He's going to get Kawhi and Paul George the ball. And listen, a healthy Kawhi Leonard, um, like Caleb did point out, a healthy Kawhi Leonard, he is a two-time champion, all right? The man can get it done, all right? But yes, Clippers haven't done anything, so we need to see what they're going to do. But this year, they have a shot. They have a shot if they're healthy. They are a big threat to Golden State, but you got to throw some other teams in the mix like uh, Denver, uh, Minnesota and, 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 and New Orleans, in, in my opinion, and New Orleans and Memphis. You got to throw those teams in the mix. But Golden State is still the team in the Western Conference. But the Clippers got a shot it, again, if healthy, if healthy. John Wall hasn't proven that he can stay healthy. Kawhi does load management, takes games off. We all know what he does. Uh, Paul can be injury prone at, at some times. So, you know, we'll see. But they got girth. They got one of the Morris brothers. They got Marcus in there. They got Zubak. They got mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nicholas Batum, so they got some girth. So we'll see what they do. But, yeah, it's still Golden State's. It's still Golden State's world. And, and here you go, Caleb. I'll make fun of the Lakers for you. 
since the roster that I brought up, the 2012-2013 Clipper roster that was deep with a bunch of people that you and Ronnie both laughed about who are still better than a lot of the players currently on the Clippers. Since 2012-2013 to current, right, the Clippers have actually have had a consistent better roster than the Lakers. We can all agree upon that, right? Right? Yet the Lakers still have one championship and the Clippers have none. The Lakers have one playoff appearance also. Wait, but did you hear the key? Wait, wait, wait. Laugh about the playoff appearance. Laugh about the playoff appearance, but that's, don't laugh about the title. Don't laugh about the title. Wait, 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 wait. Come on, bro. He didn't make the playoffs when he came. Then he got in the first round. Then he doesn't make the playoffs again. But we, but you come back and you right. play in the bubble and you hold on to that whoa. dearly. So hold Wait, on whoa, to your whoa, bubble whoa, championship. Whoa, 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 that was whoa. the only year Anthony whoa, Davis whoa, whoa. was able to stay on the Andy, court you can't and, and, and fucking play a game. If One the is better than none. Be a too. If the we can't do this. We can't. We can't do this. Better than none. We can't do this. We can't do this because we just got done. See, this is where the disrespect comes in. We just got done. We just got done saying that the Celtics are the team to beat because of last year and they were the Eastern Conference champions, right? Mm -hmm. Now, if you go off with that same philosophy, one is better than none. We're, we're talking, okay, if you go <laughs> on, the, 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 the philosophy is, okay, last year you were yes. at this, this position, did you do anything to get better? The Celtics got better as a team. And they were already the Eastern Conference champion. That is One my is whole point, is that they the improved their roster after last year. They plugged those holes, and they, they if you look at the Warriors, they lost uh, Gary Payton the second. Who else? They lost another player. What's his name? Otto Porter, Porter Jr. It goes back to Porter Jr. So it, did the Warriors get better than they were last year? Better no, they did not. The Warriors the got worse. And they still why the Clippers added Norman Powell, Covington. We got Paul George and Kawhi back healthy. We added a healthy John Wall that's been sitting out for two years. We are better than we were last year. And, and you've been better, and the Clippers have been better than the Lakers <laughs> Man, for the last 10 years. Man, you got LeBron James that finally cut his hair off rocking the ball head. And all I, I want to know boy, is man. why is it not that. acceptable hey, man, to accept that's why you wear that Laker hat. You got you rocking the LeBron under that? No, I got the pink for breast cancer. Because <laughs> one is better than none. Breast cancer awareness, month. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Pink lighter, baby. Pink lighter, baby. All I want to say before we go to the next subject, if we're talking about last year, my team was better than both of y'all. Oh, man. You don't even got no team, man. Right. You Chicago, got Derrick Rose. Chicago. You got Derrick Your team Derrick is Rose. a pair of Derrick Rose's nuts. That's your team. <laughs> hey, I hold him with pride, baby. No homo. I hold him with pride. Yes, sir. All right. Let's, let's, that, is, that is rude. Let's get to this Tom Brady news, man, because the GOAT has trouble in paradise. It's looking like both him and Giselle have gotten lawyers and is getting real ugly. And it's looking like it's headed towards divorce as Tom Brady retired and then unretired and came back. And all of a sudden, he took a two-week hiatus in the middle of training camp out of nowhere and, and for personal reasons. 
And we thinking like, what the hell is going on? And it was really because he took that to try to get back with his family and try to do like a vacation to try to patch things over. But ultimately, it's leading like his decision to come back is ultimately ruining his home life and his family life and, and is leading in divorce. How do y'all feel about Tom Brady coming back to play another season? And will he regret this decision by losing his wife and his family over his love for playing the game? How as as creators, this is a crazy conversation for me because, you know, we do a lot. We're, we're, we're dedicated. We're a, a, a little bit obsessed with with reaching our goals. You know, it's a it's a, a passion that comes behind when you find your purpose and you're doing what you love. Like, how do you give that up? So as a man, if you, if you were living your purpose, you got your dream, you got everything. How when is it? that you give that up for the family life? And right. do you have to give that up for the family life as a man? Because we're, we're built and we're made for to live out our purpose first and then serve our family secondary. How do y'all feel about that? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll just say this. First of all, you know, um, you know, praying for the family. What, you know, the divorce is, is not, it's not pretty. Uh, going through it personally, it's not pretty. All right. So, you know, just praying for it, uh, praying for the family. All right. You know, hopefully they could figure it out. Having said that, Tom Brady should have stayed retired. Okay. You have nothing, nothing else to prove. You have seven Super Bowls. I don't know how many MVPs and Super Bowl MVPs that he has. You had nothing to prove by coming back this year. You should have stayed retired. Now, because of that, obviously, it, it seems that we, we don't know for sure, but it appears that they had some type of agreement. Obviously, you know, she, you know, her net worth is more than his and that's all, you know, been reported and everything. So she's been making a sacrifice to stay at home and take care of the kids. Now she felt like, Hey, this was going to be it. You know, you, you want to, you want a Super Bowl, uh, you know, your first year in Tampa Bay, we moved to Florida, no state income tax, great son, all of that, you know, like, this is where we're going to retire. This is where you're going to be with me and the kids. You're going to help out now. And it seems, it appears that he reneged on that promise. And so now she's pissed off. Um, and she has a right to be if, if that's the case, if, if that's what went down. Um, because again, you have nothing left to prove. Six in New England, one in Tampa Bay. You should be done. I mean, at this point, who, who might catch him with seven? Maybe Mahomes, he's only got one. Uh, you know, that's probably going to be a maybe an unbreakable record we'll see uh but again you had nothing else to prove you should have stayed retired uh but again praying for the family and and hope that they figure it out because it's a lot of people getting divorced out here it's, it was crazy yesterday it was just, just dropping like bombshells so you know so we'll we'll see but yeah i mean i you know i don't think he should uh, i don't think he should have came back and i think he will regret it. it seems like he wants to take the, the, the Patrick Hewan way and, and, you know, get carted off, you know, like off the court or off the field or something like that. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't think he should have, I don't think he should have returned. I think he should have stayed retired. Um, it's hard to really tell, tell on this because we don't know what happened. Um, if we want to go with that, this is what happened with his wife. That's unfortunate because you know what you're, who you're marrying you know what I'm saying? When you're marrying an athlete of that caliber, you know what I mean? Um, Tom Brady is is arguably the, the greatest quarterback ever. He's a goat. Right. He got seven Super Bowls. and But at the same time, 
we can't tell a man when it's time. A man knows when it's time. It's, it's for his love of the game. He knows for a fact physically his body's not going to allow him to compete anymore. So he feels like physically I still can do this. So as long as I can physically do this, I'm going to do it because this is all I know. All I know is football. Once I lose football, what the fuck else am I going to do? So he's thinking in those terms, he knows he's going to have to hang it up physically one day for sure. Now, as far as the wife, you know what I'm saying? It's unfortunate that these things happen. I doubt if this is the only problem. You know what I'm saying? Rich people get divorced all the time. Rich people, especially who are both rich, who are both popping in their fields. She's probably one of the goats of her field. He's the goat of his field. And, you know, a lot of these marriages don't work because it's a whole bunch of things. It She can still work in her career and take care of kids. I mean, us, we do, broke people do it. We do it. People with average salaries, we do it every fucking day and still do what we got to do. So that ain't no excuse. Um, I, I think it's, a, it's some other problems that we don't know about. But to think that a creator... Like Caleb said, like ourselves, like myself, should have to give up his career because I think that's BS, man. You got to choose who you pick because a person should never make you choose between your family and doing something that you absolutely love. All right. All right. Man. All right you going? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go first. Um, being a married man for nine years and knowing having 20 years with my wife, knowing her since I was 12 years old. I get it. And I'm a creator myself. I, I, I get that whole aspect. Um, and maybe you shouldn't give up what you love. But I also think on the other side of it, it's if we're just going off of legacy, he chose his football legacy over his family legacy. And by him choosing his football legacy, if we're just going off of what the thing says, if he chose his football legacy over his family legacy, because keep in mind, as a creator myself, when I'm out doing my creativity, take, for example, like I said, when we were talking off the air, I had to go do something for Miss California, right? I was doing my creative thing, but who got neglected? My kids did because they didn't see their dad for like three days, four days, right? So my kids had to take a back seat to my creativity. Now, with that being said, he has have he has seven Super Bowls. Getting eight Super Bowls, he, him thinking, oh, let me get this eight, seal the deal, seal the deal. There will be no quarterback better, right? You chase your career legacy over your family. And by you doing that, now that may have been the straw that broke the camel's back. So at the end of the day, yes, you should chase your dreams and your goals, but also be wise and conscious. Are you taking care of your home life? Because a man leaves his mother and father and he clings on to his wife. That's what I believe in. That's what I believe in. But not everybody believes in that. And for me, instead of doing my creativity by myself, me and my wife do it together. So, I mean, I, I man thing. That's what I think. You you chose your legacy of football and you lost your legacy of your family. I also think to kind of piggyback on that, I mean, I've always been one that I stayed home more than I was out in the streets as far as having to work a traditional nine to five. So, 
if I had the opportunity to get out and do some things on my own or just live a different lifestyle or pick up different uh, uh, trades that I know I was good at. And then everything went to shit because the plan was set. And then, you, you know, my wife changed her mind. It would, it would throw me for a loop. So I'm thinking just like on the opposite note, what if he said he was done at seven? And we didn't know it. What if just going to Tampa and getting that first champ, uh, that first Super Bowl was something that they all agreed upon because of all the financial stipulations that were going to be able to like help them in the long run. And then not just as a, like a man, you know, with a passion for his career, I'm just looking at like how much he used to have his kids on the field and how many championships he's had his sons right there. And, you know, they celebrated together. How many things have he missed? of them wanting to do different things. Like what if they don't want to play football and they want to do soccer, they want to do basketball. Right. He's never been able to coach them. And he's at that age right now that whatever little bit of athleticism he has left could be gone in a heartbeat. It could be gone in the very next snap. And he'll never be able to really do those different things that maybe he got to do with his father or, you know, however you want to look at it. So like y'all said, as far as choosing his career legacy over his family legacy, it's more or less like it was pride over ego or maybe they went hand in hand. If we go back to the Bible, uh, the story of creation, God created man, gave, God gave man work, then God gave a man woman. So God created purpose for man first before he gave man woman in the first place. We're here to, to, to live out a purpose and, and to carve out a legacy for our lives. We're here to procreate, but we're, we're it, it, it's one thing to miss a, a, a school play from your kid, but is that does that trump your legacy? Those memories might mean a lot for you, but ultimately, your legacy means a lot more than seeing your child play. But but the Bible also but, but your says children are, but your children, says, your, like, your, your children is your lineage. Like how do yeah. you how do you miss out? How do you have a child and you miss out on their existence to make more money when you and your wife are both sitting on the top of financially? There's nothing left for you to do but raise the children that you laid yeah. up and made. So it would be a waste of your actual like it would be a waste of your life to make children and then be an image of, of family and not actually be present in the family. If you get yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And his football Wait. legacy is, is set. He's again, he's a goat. Like, let's, so, let's, let's go back. To, let's go back to the Bible. Look, look at, let's lay Moses. Moses, you parted the Red Sea. You freed the people. Does that mean that you retire from taking the people to the promised land because you got a wife? But you're going off of football like that's life. Football's entertainment. But football but, is only entertainment. It is not a more, lifestyle. You more can die anything, on the field and then nobody gives a shit. More than anything, we're all speaking. Not we don't know what it's like to be the best at anything. Like like that on that level. To be the GOAT of something on that level. We not there yet. We don't know what that's like. So it's easy for you to say, oh, to walk away from this and shoot. It's not easy to walk away from he, he the man don't know nothing else. He might feel like if he retired from football, he's going to die. He don't know anything else. Like, what is he going to do as that's, a person personally no, no, when nobody, he that's our football? That's, that's, our, that's our point exactly. It's not easy. Yeah, nobody's saying it's not easy. But, again, you have to also – it would be – yeah, it would be a hell of a lot easier if he was single. You have to consider mm -hmm. your family as well. That's, that's all and, we're saying. And, and going off of the point of what, you, what you're saying, 
if if that is the case of all he knows is football, right? Well, then that's that's why you're getting a divorce. Because if all I know is football, if all I know is creating content, then I'm neglecting and I'm forgetting I'm a dad, I'm a husband. So if all I'm wrapped into is just one particular thing, I am neglecting my legacy once I'm dead and gone. Because once he's dead and gone, or let's hopefully they don't get a divorce, but let's say he does get a divorce, his football at night and his championship rings at night aren't going to talk to him. That doesn't mean that you're – so first of all, we're just assuming. We don't even know if this is right. Like, we don't know if that's what happened. Like, it's a lot more than just the story than just that, first of all. And that doesn't mean that you're neglecting because you have a career. That doesn't mean neglect. Like, it's different levels on how you but deal you with just, deal But with you just kids. said like, that that doesn't, doesn't know. Mean, like, when you're being a great at something, it's setting an example. So we all want our kids to be successful. We all want them to go far in life, right? You setting the example of this is what it takes to get there. So maybe you don't, you or you or I don't agree with that philosophy, but may, that's legit to want to set an example. Like, look, I'm going to show you how what it takes to be the go. Okay, person. you know, I got I got to stop you, Ronnie. Here you go, perfect example. You, this is how it does, and there's a balance though. Like the other athletes done it. That Kobe, no, Kobe, we we look at Kobe as an awesome father, right? No, no, Kobe, look, the, the, hold, hold, Kobe didn't hold, do it until he was done, give, though. Give me fifty. No, Kobe, 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 Kobe wanted six. Kobe wanted to take Jordan. Hold on, hold on. Kobe Bryant, we look at him as an awesome father. Everybody thinks that he's an awesome father. Everybody thinks that he had an awesome family. Kobe was there was not an athlete that played any sport that was more dedicated than that man. And he still had an awesome family, and it was awesome father to his no. kids. He didn't have an awesome family no. after he retired. When right. you're great at something, that doesn't equal neglect. That is Ronnie, not but Ronnie. he didn't have an awesome family until he retired. Right. And let no. me get this. Let me get this no. one, y'all. Let me get this no. one. All right. Close Kobe the never. I'm sorry, Caleb. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This one. This, this, right. this is because I had to, and I hate to do this because I don't like bringing up this guy. You said Kobe. Yes, Kobe was a good father, but the only reason why Kobe got brought up as a good father was because he got brought up as a girl dad because he had all girls and he supported women empowerment. That was it. That before he got before he was retired, everyone talked about his sacrifice because Vanessa and the daughters would always be at the game's courtside and they would be everywhere he was. This one person I'm gonna give credit to, and then I'm gonna let I'm gonna let it go. LeBron James had no father figure whatsoever, right? And you have not seen LeBron in any way, shape, or form renege or step back from his fatherhood role, from making a school in his own hometown to building the little house for his daughter to being at every single game he could be in to making sure his he could see his kids grow up. Now, I know Tom Brady's sons are not the same age as LeBron's sons, but I guarantee that the things that Tom Brady's sons are doing, we have never heard about it on media Never heard about social media. We don't see him posting about it. All we see is about Tom Brady. And no disrespect, Tom Brady has a supermodel wife, and you don't even hear him talking about that. So if he's only breeding football, then you got to remember what else he is. We don't know that, though, just because he's not. Yeah, we, we, don't, got, we, we already don't. got you, Ronnie. I already got you, Ronnie. I already got you. I got you. So, I got you. So, I got you so this, this, this reminds me of Makai Pfeiffer and paid in full. Because he had a, a, a crazy quote, one of my favorite quotes in the movie. He said, man, I'll be feeling like one of them ball players, like, like Michael Jordan or something. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, nigga got dope. 
Yeah, nigga could leave the league. But if I leave, is the fans still going to love me, B? You know what I'm saying? And that was like the real sentiment. Like, yeah, he was selling drugs. He made it to a point where he could leave the league. He didn't have to keep doing that shit. But is the fans still going to love you? And it cost you know him Sonny. That- and it cost him Sonny. And it cost him Sonny. <laughs> that's the perfect ex- That's a perfect example. It cost him his little man. Yes, sir. So let's get to this BT Awards, man. The BT Hip Hop Awards aired yesterday. They have the cipher. They have the different performances, the awards. How how prevalent is the BT Awards to hip hop culture now that it's like the only major hip hop award ceremony left? We don't got the Vibe Awards. We don't got those other awards. The VMAs they don't really give out. You know, but they maybe have two categories: best male uh, hip hop artist, best female hip hop artist. This is the only thing that we have as far as awards and giving out our flowers to our hip hop community. How do y'all feel on a scale of one to ten? What is the interest level of your interest in the BT Hip Hop Award? Come on, let's go, Alvin. Since you raise your hand. Oh, I was putting up zero. My bad. <laughs> I didn't watch it yesterday. I wasn't aware that it was on until this morning, and I saw it on my on my thread on Instagram. And then I didn't even click on it to look at any of it because it's been it's kind of become a joke. Like I'm not saying that I don't respect the past and I don't appreciate the things that used to be on BT, but it's so far away from what I remember growing up that it's just hard to be involved in. Like I remember Cedar's World and I remember his from his from the street. And I remember when Free and AJ were the hosts of 106 and Park. And I remember Big Tigger in the booth, like a Rap City basement. Like it's just it was so much different or so much more raw and authentic. And I feel like a lot of it's become too mainstream. Like it's like before BT used to be a little bit more, um, I want to say, um, I don't know. They were more PG. They didn't want to show too much explicit content. Like you didn't have as much twerking. You never had as much, uh, uh, cursing if it did it was really just like damn and ass and hell you didn't have like everything being so vulgar and now like you look at BET awards it's like they're trying to keep up with VH1 or MTV like as if they're not all eating out the same pot anyway so it's just almost I don't know sometimes I feel like it's degrading and sometimes I'm like oh man I wish I would have saw them pay homage to Ashanti or or, or uh, like they did last night with Trina because I looked it up but after paying homage to her last night, the very next thing I saw was that she was in the WWE doing a wrestling match. So it was just like, <laughs> I don't know. My culture hurts me sometimes, you know? <laughs> it's not funny. Like, I'm like, she yeah. really was the yeah, baddest first you, before Nikki. Yeah, to, to your point on, you know, BT ownership has changed. That's, that's why, you know, that yeah. I guess they feel like that's. Uh, what we all want to see is ass shaking or this or that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I agree. I didn't, I didn't watch it. Um, you know, there's no substance to it anymore. Um, you know, I used to watch it back in the day, but I just feel like now there's, there's other things uh, that is more important within our culture. Um, you know, hip hop, yes, is, is one of the biggest things in our culture and that's connected to almost everything, but there are other things happening uh, in the, in the black community and in, and in culture period uh, that we should be focusing on that we should be talking about. You know, um, so yeah, I, you know, no interest, no interest here. You know, congratulations to 
all the artists that won. Um, but you know, again, I, I just feel like there's, you know, there's no substance anymore in it. You know, we, we need other awards, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, there's, you know, stuff for film stuff for, you know, stuff for the arts. So, you know, there's, there's other different things that, like I said, uh, as a culture, um, that we could focus on just other than, um, a hip hop awards, especially by BET again with, you know, we, we, we you know, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I know is BET is owned by MTV, mm-hmm. which I don't think the owner of MTV is black, but Great I'm not point. sure. Great point. Okay. Okay. So um, I think Viacom owns MTV. So Viacom I owns BET as well. Yep. Got it. And so for me. I mean, I haven't watched BET since like, like what was it called? Like BET After Dark when they oh, were playing BET like- Oh, BET Uncut, BET Uncut. Uncut, yeah, <laughs> Uncut. When they were playing like the 50 Cent Disco Inferno and stuff yep, like that. And tip <laughs> yeah, that was the last time I watched BET and then my mom blocked it and that was has been done since then. Um, and like Amrock was saying, I think there's, other things we can push in our in our communities and in our culture um it's kind of hard if i like i said i don't know if the owner's black or not if they are my bad but um what they're putting out on when i was in a hotel the other day i was going through the tv and they had a couple stations uh, channels and it was just garbage and i haven't watched tv in a long time and so I was just watching it and I'm like, yo, they're, they're not pushing anything. They're not, it's not doing anything to better me to help better my family. So on a scale of one to 10, I give BET and the hip hop awards a minus zero. Cause I used to watch the, <laughs> watch the cypher and I don't even know who's in the cypher anymore. So. Right. <laughs> well, to piggyback off what everybody said pretty much, but. You know, I grew up in the 90s, you feel me, my teenage years, and I was used to, like, like I think Mayor was saying, you know, uh, Rap City with Big Tig, mm-hmm. Power 106 with, you know, Free Fine Ass and AJ, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, all these different shows, and that was because BET started out in 1991 as a Black-controlled show. It got sold in 2000 to Viacom, a white-owned show, which right. is... They're going to definitely try to make. So if, if you notice after 2000, they weren't doing BT uncut in the 90s. That shit came after that. So they slowly but surely start changing shit, start exploiting us, start using uh, exploiting us against ourselves. So they're going to push bullshit content, bullshit music, all this other shit so they can make us look stupid without making us without us knowing. I mean, so mm-hmm. the owners, the original owners, of BT sold for three billion. Ugh. They have to get that bag, whatever. But look what you did. Now you sold the culture. So the culture is being switched and bullshit content is being pulled out there to where I don't watch the BET Awards. I don't look forward to that shit because I know it's fake. How I don't understand like white people. I'm not being racist. But how are is some white owners of black content going to put out the best content that don't make no sense? <laughs> right. Like, think about it. Think about if I tried to go put out a rock and roll fucking um. Uh, a rock and roll or a country award show. 
they would look at me like, what the fuck are you doing? I know you don't listen to that shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I'm saying? So right. from that standpoint, why would I be interested in something that's supposed to be BET? Change the name. It ain't black entertainment. That's not black entertainment. It's black exploitation. So you know what I mean? Like it's bump entertainment. Yeah, bump. we don't we, we don't watch that garbage <laughs> no more. No. Hey, guess I guess it know, could still still be BET then black exploitation television. The, the last time that I watched it was, uh, I think it was 21 Savage and Kodak Black and some other rappers, and they were in the cypher, and it was the trashest cypher that I ever heard. And, and 21 Savage had mumbled or something like, uh, 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 21. And he was, <laughs> he was, and I was like, what the hell has happened to the cypher? What happened to our culture? You know, what not back when everybody was talking bad about mumble rap. And we kind of, mm-hmm. you know, gave up and kind of literally just like accepted mumble rap because of the Migos. They made it so popular. The dab went viral. They had everybody dabbing in the NBA, NFL, everywhere. And I mm-hmm. think the dab is the shit, you know what I'm saying, that fucking changed the culture to the wrong shit. Because they had white boys out there. They couldn't even dab on, 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 on. it was terrible. Yeah. And I think that Bring that was the, the beginning of the end. You know, they. I remember when they had like Joe Button and, and Shady Aftermath doing like that the cypher. Hard. They used to have yeah. like real hip hop lyricists, you know, in them cyphers, like giving you bars. And now you got these new up and coming rappers that I wouldn't even consider rappers. So a lot of them sing and harmonize. Most of them don't write their own music, and these cyphers aren't even freestyles no more because after the freestyles were so trash they basically give them you know six is this a, a free 16 bars that you come out and you spit a written and it's like damn near a music video than an actual real cypher and so yeah. it's like the, bring the, back blind fury mm. <laughs> blind fury used to man that was 106 in park when they had the freestyle battles yeah and they yeah. literally would go out there and go ham and go crazy now we don't we that freestyle element we still got like the battle rap leagues where they battle each other that still exists in hip-hop but it's just not put to the forefront why not put some of these battle rappers in the cypher and have them do a real battle dig into the culture and, and pull out these gems and show us not keep putting these mainframe mainstream artists you got uh i've seen one piece of a cypher on the internet today and it was uh Rashida. Ooh, I'm like, why the fuck is Rashida in the damn cypher, bro? Rashida, who, who cares about Rashida? Rashida? The one that was on <laughs> Love and Hip Hop. The one that was on Love and Hip Hop. Kirk, Kirk's wife? Kirk's mm-hmm. wife, Rashida. <laughs> but come on now, that's, that's what our culture is. And then you, we talk about like, Trina was getting recognized. Right. Trina, you know, Talking about, you know, who fucked five, six best friends. She talking about some crazy stuff in her lyrics. She's not really the, the, with all the female rappers that did shit, you know, in history. You think that Trina deserves to get her flowers over all these other Missy, female yeah. artists that never got the shine? Missy, you know, no, it's, it's crazy. They already gave Missy a award, but you know what, though? I'm glad you brought that Where's up. Where's Lauren Hill? Where's no, she already, she already got an award, too. They've given out all the roses to the ones that were older. But it's actually perfect timing when you think about it, right? I didn't know 
And I appreciate you, uh, Caleb and Ronnie, for saying that uh, BET was sold in 2000 because I didn't know. Right. So when you strategically think about the last 20 years, you know what I mean? We've recycled hot boys back that thing up. Everything that was like just a little bit of, okay, like our age range, we was just starting to dance and see what girls could do. They exploited that to the point where 20 years later, you'd see nothing but that. So you have to pay homage to the women who did it first, who were kind of like on the side note, like, like Trina was Trina, but she didn't have like all these enhancements and stuff. She was the thickest chick out there outside of like any, there was nobody like, you had Aaliyah and Beyonce and everybody was skinny and then Trina was Trina and it was like, whoa. Yeah, okay. And that was it. You had no <laughs> comparison. You know what I'm saying? So like, it makes sense why they would try to throw her uh, alley-oop because guess what's about to happen? A thousand BBL rappers are about to hit the, the mainstream and they're about to flood the rap and they're going to tell so, all so, our little girls do nasty stuff. So so the, the only performance I've seen was from Glorilla and she was performing the, the, the fuck nigga free song. F-R-E-E, fuck nigga free, blah, blah, blah. And, and this is what, this is, but I'm not saying why not, but when you talk about, you know, the effect that it has on the children, yeah. when you over here talking about, those is like the two biggest songs on TikTok. They're from women. It's that one and, oh, you think I was feeling you? That nigga much. So now you got your seven, eight-year-old girl daughter talking about that nigga a munch i'm fuck nigga free in a uh, in a seat and, and this is what this is the mentality that our 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 younger generation of females are coming into so when they get 16 17 20 and they're out there, out there trying to find a mate this is the mentality that they're going into so it, it, it's like but they were already giving you they were already giving you that mentality when you think about I mean, if you go back and listen to Lil' Kim, her her lyrics were, you, you know. see, but it was a balance. We used to have everything. It wasn't just that's yep. all you get from hip hop. Yep. All we get from hip hop is this narrative, this shit. This is the only shit that is popping. Nothing with substance even matters. Nobody's talking about shit. Hey, is Keisha Cole asking you guys honestly, is Keisha Cole the last? female R&B artist that sung about love before it turned into like what you can get over and what you can get out of a dude. Like, honestly, like where, when, when have you heard another female R&B singer? I don't know. If they listen to like, um, what's that? What's her girl name from Atlanta? Um, that was with, uh, Dream Doll? with the producer, not, I'm talking about the singers. You uh, got like SZA, you know, oh, she don't really oh, think oh. about love. You got um, who else? Janae Akoy. Janae Akoy. Janae Now she she, she does her shit. Janae yeah. Aiko, she does her shit. Cassie, um, but <laughs> Diddy ruined her. I'm man, <laughs> I don't know. As far as females, um, I don't know. They hey, had Jasmine Sullivan. The they had Jasmine Sullivan singing some shit. Okay. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I was going back and I watched some old clips of making the band. And Diddy had a bunch of dudes in there doing like R and B singing battles, and that shit had me like dying laughing because niggas was like about to fight, but right. singing at each other, like you know what I'm saying. And then they at the end the dude win because they start singing end of the road, and then everybody else join in. Oh, the we go, and it's like, <laughs> dialogue, dialogue, like dialogue. 
how is this aggressive at the same time? I don't know. It, it, it's, who, 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 the top, who, the top, who the top five MCs, y'all? Oh, top, top five, five right five. now, yeah. What you were saying? Dylan, 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 I don't get cheesecake. Dylan, right? And hey, I wouldn't have did that shit either, though. I would have been right. Fuck that album. Yeah, I'm not making that album. Hell no. I, I ain't gonna make no. it. I would whoop up. Well, let's, let's get to <laughs> Governor Newsom because Governor Newsom is trying hard as hell for this uh, re-election, man. He's like giving he's out reparations. Now he's giving out California stimulus. So California is really suffering from inflation in America. It's like ridiculous to live out here right now. It's like stupid. The housing market is down. People ain't spending no money. There is, it's not recirculated. Every spot is being regentrification. Uh, 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 um, California, as far as uh, uh, economy-wise, is in a real black, bad place. So Governor Newsom is now handing out stimulus checks up to $1,050 for California residents to combat the inflation. Now, you see that $1,050 you know, that number, but the real number is about 200 to $350 per person. So we're talking about Governor Newsom giving a stimulus a, a 200 to $300 per person in California. Do you think that 200, 300 from Governor Newsom is enough to stimulate this high ass economy where, where rent goes up and now you're paying $2,500 for a one bedroom in California? And you you gotta pay fucking what is it eight hundred thousand for a two bedroom one story house in California when you can get a, a fucking mansion in the middle of America somewhere else for that same amount of money but you're getting like a two bedroom condo for six seven eight hundred thousand in California do y'all think that this is just a ploy for him to get reelected or do you think that he's really trying to combat this inflation? In California, it's neither. He better not think that that's a ploy to get reelected. If you think two hundred and fifty motherfucking dollars is gonna get you reelected, we gonna spend that on gas this week. Like, stop playing, <laughs> man. What the fuck? Two hundred fifty dollars per person. That ain't that. If you think that's the, if that's your go to, bro, you might as well step down right now. And no, he's not trying to combat inflation because, like I said, have y'all noticed? Besides the gas going up, how gas don't smell like gas. Gas is diluted now. You used to spill gas on your hand. Your hand was stank for like four or five hours, even after washing it. You can't smell that shit no more. Pay attention. Go get some gas next time. The food is going up in the grocery stores. I'm noticing milk is like six, seven dollars a gallon. So if he think two hundred fifty dollars, three hundred fifty dollars is gonna combat inflation, he out of his rabbit ass, racist ass, punk ass mind. Fuck him. Hey, you remember I did say that, Ronnie. I did say that when we started back in August, I was like, watch, as the grass prices drop and then go back up, so will food. No one's paying attention. The shortage is here. It's real. In California, we can't use water very much. Everybody's yards are dying. People are fighting just to keep their yards looking right. For what? Like people are actually pulling up and checking on each other anymore. And I won't lie to you, this topic I didn't even look up because I didn't hear about until I got our topics for tonight. I said, what? A STEMI check? That'd be nice, but I don't believe it's going to come. There's nothing to even watch on TV anymore when it comes to half the stuff with politics. It's coming up on another election year, so we're going to throw out anything and everything to try to get people's votes. 
But I even got friends right now that I didn't even know were doing these jobs because they weren't even like sharing the information. But, you know, they're paying people close to 20, 25 dollars an hour to go door to door to ask you who you're voting for. If you're a pro this person, pro that person, does so and so have your vote? Because they're so nervous about who's going to be elected, not just at the presidential level, but, you know, Senate, mayors, uh, um, you know, councilmen, like there's, we're losing control in the world. And it's obvious that it's like, it's hitting home early, like not late, real early. Let me, I'm going to talk to my good friend over there, Amrock, right quick. <clears throat> Got a quick question for you, bro. Yes, sir. I just want you to take a guess. I drive a truck. The oh, my. How much do you think I pay in gas? Just take a guess. Just one tank. Just, just like I got. Oh, well, I'll say, on. I'll say at least seventy. Seventy per. Damn. Okay. Yeah. No. So when I'm mm -mm. done filling up, let me. I did my math right quick. When I'm done filling up, I pay a hundred and fifty every time I go to the pump. God dang. I have to fill up every three days. So no. let's just do that. One hundred and fifty times three. Oh. That's $450. Oh, I already went over what you're trying to give me, Newson. Okay. Uh, let, let, let. And then I got two kids. I got a wife. Let, let me let me do the math. You know, that groceries alone is at least 400 Like, like, plus 400 Okay. That's 850 minus. Let's do one zero five zero damn if i'm getting what you're giving me newson that means i only got two hundred dollars no good two hundred dollars so my other my other thing is correct me if i'm wrong because i'm seeing a little pattern here newson's democrat right yes okay they be hating on the republican and trumping on him and right but they taking the same page out of Trump's book because Trump started giving out checks. We started what? Oh man, we bring him back. We want Trump. So then now they trying to do the same thing, trying to give me a forty acres in a mule, and try to tell me that you gonna give me you gonna give me uh, a reparation check, and now you gonna give me a stimulus check. Hmm. Do y'all have to claim hmm. that on y'all taxes? Probably yes. they tax you it, for everything. You do have to put it does send you a, a I nine, I guess, and you do have to put it on your taxes. Well, so that is something that yeah. you get your uh, did you get stimulus money? You do have to put that on your taxes. Yeah, and that's the and that's the game, right? I mean, you know, of course these politicians, they you know, they're gonna find a way, it's a it's a loophole in everything, right? They're gonna find a way to make sure that it's beneficial for them. Right. And so they're, they're giving out, you know, one thousand and fifty a month. Best believe they're getting double, maybe even triple that back um, in some way, shape or fashion. Right. So, you know, I mean, it, it it's it sucks. Uh, you know, if you're going to help the people, especially out there in California, obviously, with you guys saying where it's you know, where you guys live and what you guys are talking about, where it's it's high. Um, you know, if you're going to help the people, give the people more money and, and make it uh you know again tax free but are they going to do that absolutely not again these politicians you know with gentrification with all the things that's going on sending trillions of dollars to the ukraine 
there's tax write-off, there's loopholes within that to make sure that they get some type of return, right? Uh, you know, because otherwise, like you can send trillions of dollars to the Ukraine, you can do all these different things, but you know, student debt loan, oh no, you know, we're gonna we're gonna make sure, you know, that you know, you guys pay that student debt loan off. Why? Because there's no way for them to profit or benefit from that. There's a way that they're gonna be able to profit and benefit off of these stimulus packages, just like they did with the federal one. So uh, there's there's a game in, in what they play uh, and they play it smart because they're in, you know, those powers of positions to do so. And that's just the bottom line. One thing I bring up all the time, I, I bring up all the time that a lot of these positions in the government is to allocate funds. So they get the budget and they decide where the budget is spent. Mm -hmm. And so where did they get these funds from to all of a sudden give us a stimulus check? And mm -hmm. how much is this amount? that they have to spend for you to decide to give us 200 $350. How much money is in this pot? You never tell us about how much total, you just tell us about what you're gonna give us. And that's the problem. And then you gotta qualify. You gotta file your taxes this, you gotta be current with that. You gotta have this and that. You gotta be a household of this. You gotta, you gotta have all these qualifications. So not only now are you gonna give out maybe 50, 60%, of the allotted funds, but then 20, 30% of those people aren't even gonna qualify for the money. So so most of the people in California aren't even gonna qualify to get the money. Yep. And that's the problem, it's not like every California citizen is gonna get this money. No, it's based off of qualifications. And most people aren't gonna qualify to even get the two, $300 that they're trying to give out. So this shit is just like smoke and mirrors, man. Every time election time come up, they doing this shit where they just, like you said, they they taking a playbook out of uh, a play out of Trump's playbook, and they trying to give out the money. Trump said, "What do you have to lose?" <laughs> that speech was crazy to me. Like he he made some points, but at the same time, it's it's the fact and it's the boldness. Biden's talking about you're not black if you don't vote for me. They're coming out. They're bolder than ever. We're offering the black community next to nothing. And then saying, hey, well, what you got to lose? Go with me or the next motherfucker. And and that's basically what we got. Like as a, as the black community, until we get some real politicians, I think that that is really what we need to focus on as the as black people in America. We all need to sit down and verse ourselves with the Republic of America the system that we're in, the democracy that is the Republic, for which it stands, one nation, under God, I don't know what God they talking about, because they ain't talking about my God. But under <laughs> God, this is what you put, and this is why Kaepernick said, I'm taking a knee on that shit, because I'm not pledging allegiance to this Republic for which it stands, because this shit stands on bullshit. So why would I pledge allegiance to that shit? I don't know, man. This shit crazy. I wish I could get some uh some of these dollars, but I probably ain't gonna qualify for none of this shit, man. They probably gonna give out five thousand dollars to the white dude that know how to figure fill out the application, just like they gave Brett Favre seventy million dollars for speeches yeah. and welfare money, and he never gave not one speech. That yeah. right there shows you that black people can go in there and get they get their welfare cut off. Get your EBT and everything cut off if you if you answer one 
question wrong on the on the paper, if you check one box, you can get your shit cut off, but Brett Favre can get seventy million for speeches that he never gave. They and that's really fucking really America. They they're gonna get fifty million to Kanye for Yeezys. <laughs> <laughs> for for the for the White Lives Matter, you know, he left the gap talking about Kanye, man. That's a whole another subject in itself. Kanye is crazy, man. Did y'all see that? Mm -hmm. The interview? That interview was good. I like, sometimes I like what he says. I hate that I like what he says. Because his actions speak louder than his words, man. You can say the right thing and rebuttal to doing some bullshit, but that doesn't take away the fact that you did some bullshit. And you don't never acknowledge the fact that what you're doing is detrimental to the black community. And you don't th you understand how it affects the youth coming up. Like Alvin always says, focus on the future. And that's not what they're doing, man. Kanye, he's talking about his own popularity, his own. He wants to be a savant. He wants to be a genius. He wants to be seen as that. So that's why he's doing this for his own legacy. He doesn't give a fuck about the future. And he really doesn't give a fuck about the community. Let's get some on. Sounds like Brad Park. <laughs> Let's get some shout outs before we get up out of here. Uh, shout out all of you guys. Shout out Ronnie who lost his connection. Um, shout out to the AV because this weekend we're doing a mental health awareness event over at Raleigh Dunley from 11 to 12. If you're um, out and feeling lost or feeling like you don't know exactly what you should do or who you are, come to the park and have fun like you used to as a child. And then other than that, Always a pleasure, Caleb. I really appreciate continuing to do this. This is like the dopest thing ever. Shout out to the whole panel. I appreciate you, brothers. Always educating and always showing that we are more than just aggressive black people that are looking to rob you when we're when we see you or take your daughters and do things <laughs> you know whatever the case may be whatever people think of it. um that's that's pretty much it man i i appreciate you brothers i get on here to you know clown around a little bit make it make it easy but also learn and apply what you guys say to my life so i appreciate all you guys keep doing what you're doing and do it the way that you do it yeah, I appreciate all you guys as well. Uh, appreciate you, Caitlin. You know, uh, thanks for having me on on this platform. Uh, you know, shout out to the DMV up here in Be More, uh, Blackwoods Creators. Look out, we coming. We're creating some new some new content. Uh, but yeah, I just appreciate all you guys. Uh, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure. Uh, good to see you guys again, and you know, just trying to get back in the field. You know, so appreciate it. Yes, sir. So. Um... October 15th, we have Black on the Block. It is a black business showcase going on in the city of Rialto. So if y'all brothers are free on Saturday, Black on the Block, October 15th in the city of Rialto. Pull up, man. Bring your, your business cards, your stuff. Come network with other black business owners. You know, we'll be live streaming. We will be doing a video production for that. So black on the block. Those are the type of things that we need to do, you know, in our community to continue to build that camaraderie and to build the, the fact that, 
hey, these black businesses exist and let's spend our black dollars with black businesses so that we can start to practice retention for the first time in America. Because that's the biggest problem in America is that we are the biggest consumers. We get our money and we spend it with everyone but ourselves. And that's why a black dollar does not recirculate in the black community. And this is why hip hop is so big is because they can give $5 million to a rapper and the rapper is going to go buy Louis Vuitton, a, 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 a car. A, a, they need to be in the new ghost. They're going to spend it all on these material things and put it back in, in the uh, economy. You know, and that's why they're giving out the stimulus money. Because, hey, if you give it to black people, guess what? They're going to put it back into the system and it's going to stimulate the growth in the economy. This is why they keep giving us stimuluses. Not for the white people, for the black people to get their check and go spend it up. So let's let's practice some retention. Let's let's bring some awareness to these black owned businesses like we all have here. Focus on the future. Black words creators. Um, what is it? Brand of encouragement. You know, we gotta bring uh, some some shed some light on these black owned businesses. And that's why I created this platform to give plat uh, to give a platform to other black creators you know, to bring, to shed some light and have these different conversations that we typically never have. You know, a lot of these subjects besides sports, you know, you, you're no dude for 10, 15, 20 years. I know dudes, I know my whole life that we've never had these constructive conversations like we do here on this podcast. And that's the whole point of this, you know, is to bring that street politicking to a, 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 a corporate level where, where we can talk about real things that are affecting our community and not just talking about the bullshit that happened in the hood, you know, the day before, or the different hood politics on why he should be getting DP, or why he getting put off the hood, or he getting put on the hood because we're repping blocks, and they keep continuously gingerfying these blocks that we're repping. I come from Pasadena, and the projects are one of the biggest gangs in Pasadena, and the projects were just bought, and they're about to be turned into some new. Uh, living spaces, so the everybody banging projects, but ain't no projects because the projects got bought out and that shit's gonna get tore down and gingerfied into something else. So we gotta we gotta find a new cornerstone for us to to follow, you know, in the black community, and we gotta be more we gotta have more pillars in the black community, especially from the men for men. We we have a lot of women stepping it up, and as men, we really gotta step it up in our community. And be the leaders that we never seen. All right, man. Once again, man, they put you in a cage with a lion. I seen, I seen Alvin send me this post the other day. You know, L.A. Rust. He he posted this, but that's my quote, man. They put you in a cage with a lion. Just because you don't try to eat the lion, don't mean the lion ain't gonna try to eat you, man. Politics in the podcast. We out.